Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. The second episode of the Fig Cave. We didn't get it. We didn't get canceled yet. We're still here. Kyle Peterson, week one. We got another great guest this week. Uh, thank you to everybody who listened. We appreciate it. Uh, awesome feedback. Awesome reviews on iTunes. Um, I'm going to keep doing this as long as you guys keep listening. It's been pretty fun so far. And uh, we have another awesome guest uh, this afternoon. He is uh, joining me from uh, down in beautiful Florida. Uh, he is the uh, social media coordinator for AEW and a huge fig collector, Dion Ciccone Frazier. How you doing, sir? How are you doing today? Good, man. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. And uh, yeah, man, thank you. Awesome. Uh, I've interacted with you quite a bit on the Major Brothers uh, Facebook group through their Patreon. You seem like uh, uh, a wealth of knowledge, a fun dude, and uh, you know you work in the business and you also collect figures. So you kind of check all the boxes for us, man. So um tell tell us your background you kind of have an interesting history where you're from how you got here it's a cool like american dream type story so uh walk us through like you know your background and before you got into involved with aew and collecting and all that kind of stuff yeah dude like <clears throat> so i mean for those of you who don't know I, I can hear my accent i'm from a small town in new zealand uh called wanganui sounds kind of strange but yeah that's my hometown uh moved here to america in like 2013 but I, so my journey to where I am here in AEW, um, I started with a company called Lululemon. They're like an exercise mm -hmm. uh, kind of clothing store. I was the Australasian uh, social media manager. So okay. I took care of New Zealand and Australia. Um, so I've been in social media overall for like 10 plus years. Um, but how I got here to AEW, I worked for a supplement company in Austin, Texas called Onnit. And my job was a community outreach manager. So my job was to basically just reach out to influencers mm. and say, Hey, we're a supplement company. Do you want to do some paid ads for us? Or like promote this stuff on yep. your social channels. And I thought it was a cool idea to just reach out to wrestlers. I'm like, it's like, not going to lie. I was like a fanboying pretty hard. I was marking <laughs> out pretty hard. I was like, yeah, inside i'm like oh yes i get to talk to this person and that person but in meetings it's like yes i think it would be a good strategic move to reach out to wrestlers because they have a global presence and there you go yeah make some shit up yeah i mean it's true yeah, you know you, shit up on the fly. yeah i mean it's it's a it's a group that's probably more readily available to talk to than like you know professional football players and you know, those guys are yep. probably super expensive and then also they're more relatable they're all over social media so it kind of yep. kind of hits all the boxes uh, you guys can follow dion on uh, Instagram, D-I-O-N-S-E-K-O-N-E. -E. Great follow there. And um, obviously, like I said, the social media coordinator for uh, AEW. So he does – you do most of the tweeting for them, like, all during the week, just during shows? What, what What's what's your duties there? Dude, I do it all. Wow. So uh, <laughs> I do it all. Like So before this, I was setting the entire week schedule of social um so i take care of all our major uh social platforms and uh during the shows i'm live tweeting so like i would cut the videos and cut all that kind of stuff and push it out as fast as i can <laughs> my goal is to do it as fast as i can before the other channels that like gif everything get of it course, out of course yeah so, uh, <laughs> i want to be on the the first one to do it <laughs> so are you are you live there for every show like you're in you're in the building at daily's place every single show every week before covid yes like i was traveling every single week to our shows but since covid no like no. 
our yeah our hr was they were nice enough to be like you know we just want to limit the amount of people backstage you can do your job from home do your job from home so i'm like yep okay sounds good i'll just do whatever you want me to do (laughs) so so when clips like i mean there's clips of matches like right after they happen or gifts or whatever you know depending on what's going on is someone cutting that up there live and just sending it to you like via text or email or what you know what's that like because that i mean that's it's super fast obviously when there's a match going on you can don't have to even watch you know if you're if you're on the road or something you could just follow you guys on social media you can see you know up to the minute what's happening live on the show no i i do all that live like i'm i'm home i get this uh the show live streamed to me so i get the, the the raw feed of it okay so like yeah so and it's um so you, you cut like, you cut the clips and edit it as like on your computer as it's going wow yeah as it's going live man it's jeez it's uh before the show like our ticketing agent his name's Rath, and we'll have our like a our theme going on you know like the the intro song yeah and we're kind of just in the office getting pumped because i know i have to do my job fast and he has to do his job fast so we're just like amping each other nice. up like we're gonna do it we're gonna do it <laughs> That's just awesome. Stupid, just stupid shit, man. Just stupid stuff. No, I mean it's awesome. Probably, I mean you've obviously sound like you've been a wrestling fan since you were a kid. Like, have you been? Oh yeah, hell so yeah! This dude. is probably a dream, man. Oh man, I. It's funny because I I was actually just talking to my wife the other day. You know, with your job, just any other job, you know, it's you have your like struggles in terms of like uh, trying to figure out how to do something or like you know just having a, an off day. And you're like sitting there complaining. <laughs> and I said to my wife, my wife said to me, uh, if you, what would 10 year old Dion say <laughs> right great. now? That's like, a great, yeah. That's, that's very true. He'd be pretty stoked that I'm working in professional wrestling. So. Of course. Or, or yeah, like 20 year old, like 20 year old me when I like bitch about my job now. Like my wife is a physical therapist. She's a doctor. So she has like actual important things she does. I sell wine. I go to like liquor stores all day and pour people wine. So it's like, I can't complain. Like I work half the time as her, make more than you know. I shouldn't, yeah, but you know, it's just it's just crazy. Like the the stuff that we end up with. Um, sure. So a- as a kid over in New Zealand, how was it hard to get hold of stuff? Is there like a channel? Like did you get raw like in Nitro as a kid on TV, or was it on a delay? Or so <laughs> mad delay. But as a kid, like in the in the early uh, like early mid mid nineties. Like it was on TV. Like I didn't. I was actually selling this to another person. I didn't know what pay per view meant. I didn't mm-hmm. know that you had to pay to watch shows. Yeah. So we got pay per views for free on like normal TV. Oh and wow. We only yeah, when I was a kid, we only had three channels, and those three channels were literally called one, two, and three. <laughs> and it was on channel two at midnight, and you would just stay up and watch just the pay per views. We didn't get like superstars, and we didn't get any of that stuff. But when I got into uh, middle school, we had WCW. So we would uh, watch Nitro on a Friday night that was like two weeks old. Oh, wow. So we would just watch that. And we'll watch all the pay-per-views and stuff. But uh, if you're a WWE, uh, WWF, WWE, whatever, if you're a WWF fan, you couldn't keep up. Like you would just keep up with VHSs at your local video store mm. or magazines. Like it yeah. wasn't on public tv the only thing that was on tv was wcw wow so everyone was a wcw fan in in, uh in new zealand was there a local like indie i mean i'm sure there is is there like a pretty prominent indie company down there that does shows like with like guys from the past or anything or so at the time 
I didn't even know independent wrestling existed. Yeah, I remember I not as a kid knowing, yeah. Yeah, and that it wasn't a promotion either. It was just live wrestling. And you would go and watch it if you if you could. But where I'm from, that stuff didn't happen. Like there was no wrestling that was happening at all. It was wow. only in like the biggest cities and I lived eight hours away from like yeah. our big city. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned how you – I kind of cut you off. I apologize. I'm just, I have like a thousand questions for you because you, you have quite an interesting background. So you, yes, you talked about how the supplement company, how you reached out to these folks, and obviously you wanted to reach out to wrestlers. How did that lead into the job with AEW? Yeah, so yeah, so my job reaching out to wrestlers, I remember the first person who I reached out to was Carl Anderson and Gallows, uh, Tamatonga. I reached out to those three people first just because they look like nice people to get along with. And mm. I wanted to be uh, in all honesty. I wanted to be their friends. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm Makes friends sense. with Carl Anderson, <laughs> Anderson and Gallows. <laughs> yeah. It's not, but, uh, not a bad group. Yeah. Yeah. But then uh, the gym that I was working at, so we're a supplement company that was uh, joined to a, a, a gym that was open every day. Um, and one of the people who went to the gym was Bailey and her uh her fiance and uh i was like oh shit that's bailey she must not know that i'm a wrestling fan just casually kind of bring it up somehow and we were doing a a class together and i just jokingly said oh man i'm just trying to keep up with bailey over there and she turned around like huh (laughs) i'm like oh no that's either a good huh or a bad huh yeah Uh, but then we kind of got talking and i became friends with her fiance and then Bailey actually became friends with my wife. Her and her are like just they're they're like super tight together. Oh, cool, nice. But um, yeah, which is great. And my wife doesn't know anything about wrestling. <laughs> like she knows nothing oh, about. Oh, ba- Bailey probably great. loves it because she's probably like a nice break from someone ta- you know asking her about like you know her job. Like you know you don't want to talk about your Dude. job all day with anybody. You know you want to talk about Dude, yeah. fun stuff. And I think that's how they why they got along because she, my wife just wanted to talk about. She's a big wine head. So she wanted to talk about wine and cheese and like burger places in the in the area or like I yeah. found this cool sushi spot we should go hit it up and she didn't give a fuck about wrestling <laughs> anyway uh, but once I got tight with uh, Bailey and her fiance she started introducing me to like everyone else in the WWE so like you know uh, Cash and Dex and Finn Balor and fucking Corbin and uh, in English and like just everyone else that was on the team and I started hooking them up with everyone. And then Tama got me into New Japan and uh, uh, the Bucks, Kenny. And yeah, that was kind of just how it all started. When I got real, so I got released from uh, that supplement company like a year and a half later. My wife and I, we got, we both got fired. It's a fancy way of saying we got fired. Uh, Happens. Happens. (laughs) And uh, my now boss, uh, he was a person who I reached out to in that supplement game. I was, giving him some free stuff um and i text him immediately and this was around when AEW just had i think they just had double or nothing or it was coming up it, anyway um i just said to him hey do you have any jobs going at AEW by chance like at all and uh he didn't give me any guarantees he just gave me opportunities and he said hey we've got this thing uh that's happening in daytona well i think it was daytona first so i can't remember uh, Daytona called Fighter Fest. Do you want to come down? And because I was living in West Palm Beach at the time, 
said, do you want to come down and just do social stuff for it? I'm like, hell yeah, yeah. I'll come down. Yeah. I wasn't even guaranteed if I was going to get paid. I had to pay my own way there, hey. you know, just like just jump in the car, drive down. And then uh, he liked my work, told me to come back to the next show, which was Fight for the Fallen. I did Fight for the Fallen. He liked my job. He liked my work. And between Fight for the Fallen and All Out was when I my contract was being thing and all out was my last con like hired contractor job and then the next day i was bought on full-time awesome nice yeah cool man uh so you I mean you named a bunch of wrestlers there i don't want to get into like any, any nitty-gritty but who's like someone that you met could be an AEW or could be like some of these wwe folks that's just like nicest person you've ever met like you know blew you away you, you didn't know them or you just saw them on tv so you didn't know what to expect and it just like kind of like shocked you um apart from apart from pat uh bailey gimmick names gimmick names <laughs> around here guys yeah, keep gimmick it, names keep it shoot uh apart from bailey like the uh bailey sasha apart from those ones um tully blanchard oh, yeah. nice wow. like he's super open like in terms of just coming up to people and just talking which i wasn't expecting because i everyone in aew like knows each other from somewhere outside of AEW, right mm-hmm. they've either worked together in the indies or you know come from wwe and they've worked together yeah. uh, or japan or wherever they are i didn't know anyone in AEW outside of there so i was super like oh, i don't know what to do like i'll just stick in my office but tully was amongst one of the first people to kind of come up to me and say hey what do you do here and <laughs> we just started talking back and forth and this he's He's actually a really nice dude, and that's cool. Yeah, he's, he's always willing to sit down and just just talk. Yeah, like, not even about wrestling, just about stuff. Like nice. he's just willing to talk. Yeah, yeah that's that's. It. I mean, you know, he doesn't have to do that. You know, I mean, he's a freaking Hall of Fame wrestler, and he doesn't. You know, on the day to day, what his role is and your role is really doesn't intertwine. But it is cool, like that people. You know, I have people that I work with like that that are just like, mm-hmm. man, this guy's like actually cares what i do like you know it's just like a very interesting dynamic um so we we talked about your role what you do like walk us through a normal week when you guys are recording dynamite uh you've posted the run sheet sometimes on the major brothers group of like kind of like how the how the night's going to go like when does that whole process start and how involved are you with all that so it's it's funny because i try my best to plan a week out with so, you know, as soon as Wednesday's done, I'm start planning for the next show after that, that show. Right. So mm-hmm. ideally in my mind, I want to set the schedule from not importance because every match is important, but like what the main focus of the show is and then leading up to Wednesday. Um, but in saying that that's an, an ideal world in saying that things change, you know, like in the supplement world, you're working with supplements and like, supplements don't have personalities and supplements don't get sick (laughs) so you have to keep that in mind because sometimes shows change for like two maybe five i've there was one time jr he said on the headset it's like this is the seventh time this show has changed god (laughs) damn it so like i kind of have to keep that in mind like nothing's concrete like Mm -hmm. card is subject to change um but uh doing my best to kind of keep a general outline and if anything changes i have the ability to shift move do things quickly um 
Yeah, it kind of sounds boring, but it's fun to me anyway. No, I mean, it does. I mean, it sounds cool. It's like one of those jobs where it's different every day, you know, so it's, you know, you never get kind of bored with it. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, you guys yeah. did an awesome job with the Brody Lee tribute show a, a couple weeks ago. What what was your involvement with that, if any? And what, what memories do you have uh, of, of inter- interacting with John Huber during his time there in AEW? Dude, so, man, I, leading up to all of his, his show and, you know, leading up to his, his unfortunate passing, I had no idea he was going through the struggles that he was going through. <clears throat> um, it was definitely kept very, very close to the chest of people who were involved in that. And when I got the news, I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like, what the hell? I thought he was just out with an ankle injury. Yeah, like, yeah. whoa, what the hell happened? And so that was a really weird, like, uh, news to receive the day after Christmas. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it was a real weird time. And we're all trying to figure out what to do. And I'm on the, the phone with my boss. And I'm like, dude, we need to pull everything social-wise and, like, just not post anything at all like we need to be we need to black out until at least the new week like tuesday not maybe not even tuesday but like wednesday we need to just do nothing Mm -hmm. and just retweet and like reshare people's stories and people's memories um um yeah just try our best to like be respectful to those around it and i was you know i was just telling this to someone else that like i got a lot of i got a lot of flack for resharing wwe people and wwe stuff i'm like dude like this they've it's it's ignorant to it would be stupid for us to not acknowledge where he used to work of course you know? be yeah it's part of, of who he is you know exactly you know like he did have another life outside of here right you mm-hmm. have to know that yeah so like i my boss was like just be careful with it and i'm like fuck it <laughs> just 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 reshare everything reshare yeah. like all the wwe stuff that they put out about brody reshare the talent because you know even though we're we didn't have brody for long they had brody for so much longer it'll be stupid of us to like just just kind of just not not pay any attention to that of course yeah because they're they're grieving too man yeah. like you know so uh that was really hard to do but um, I mean, my personal memory with, with Brody, he would sit in our office because our office was the only place that had air conditioning <laughs> in terms of like that was close to like go position. And he would just sit in there and his jacket was always inside there. Our VP of operations, Chris Harrington, would be like, can you get your shit out of this office? And he was like, no. <laughs> and then he would just leave. And it was awesome. But like, I remember telling him that I had a one-year-old at the time. I was like, yeah, I just want to... I live in Orlando and I said, oh, I'm just going to, once the show's done, I'm just going to pack up and just drive home. Cause I, I don't want to stay in a hotel. I just want to go to sleep, wake up, take my boy to daycare and, and just do the family stuff. You know, I want to jump right back into it. It's like, Oh, that's, that's a wise thing to do. Hmm. It's like, it's like once you want to be around your kids, cause it's uh, with your boy they're the older they get, the crazier they are. I'm yeah. Like, oh, okay. That's cool, man. True. And yeah. then you, I mean, on the, 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 the major bros podcast, they were talking about like how he would drive eight, eight to nine hours. hours to yeah. I'm like, Oh, and it all like came full circle with me. I was like, Oh shit. That like that, 
conversation just happened well it happened between Brody and i and yeah it's like oh man so you would have done the exact same thing yeah and, he, and, and he, i was in and, yeah but, that is cool yeah, um man. i think you know i you touched on it when when you when you first started that answer but i think the biggest tribute was so few things go without getting leaked out that AEW there was no like you were shocked you worked there you didn't hear anything about it and and that's the biggest respect to the guy and his family that none of this stuff came out was in the dirt sheets that he was you know sick at all uh and it's just that's the true respect to someone that you can show so i mean i don't know who you need to tell at AEW but that was you know, in a world where, like, we know everybody who's going to be in the Royal Rumble, we know WrestleMania matches already, uh, yeah. this guy, you know, something huger than all of that put together is kept under wraps, is, is you know, kudos to AEW for that, and I have to give them props. Yeah, um, it was just, it was crazy, man. Like, I didn't even know Miro was debuting. I had oh, wow. zero clue until he walked out into the thing, and I'm like, oh, shoot, Miro's here? What the hell? And I <laughs> to my boss, I'm like, do we have, do we have Miro as All Elite graphic ready to go? Because you need to give it to me. <laughs> but <laughs> wow oh, yeah. and so they keep stuff tied to the vest man that's cool because that's you know one of the most exciting things about not even wrestling but just like game of thrones or a tv show is like not knowing what's going to happen like the yeah. you know the end of the episode you know there's a twist or something that's you know that's why we come back and watch things you know, or why people tune out of things so um mm-hmm. let, let's switch gears here we talked about your day job let's talk about um your your figure collection tell me you know, I guess we can kind of start back with that. Like, as a kid, did you did you take a break? Or have you been collecting since you were in, a kid in New Zealand? And uh, how was it to get things over there? And and then we'll get into your kind of your collection now, bro. The 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 only thing that we got in New Zealand that, like, when I was like uh, a kid, was the Manager Series One, the WWF Manager Series One with Mark Miro, Sable. You know the those two packs, Bob Backlund, Sultan. We only got those. Wow. Like we didn't get the sl- the slammers behind me. I d- we didn't get any of that stuff. We we just got that for the longest time. Oh, and God. I remember having Crush, the Sultan, and Miro, like those those three, just those three. And uh, I would just recycle through it. So like Miro was Miro versus Crush, and then that match was done, and then Miro became Shawn Michaels and then crush <laughs> became undertaker. And then those two were started going and it was just, and then uh, <laughs> I remember Mark Miro uh, became, uh, became Rick Martel doing a special oh appearance. Match. <laughs> you got it. You got to do that, man. You know, we got to work with what you got, dude. Right. We got to, you had to work with what you got, man. And yeah, those figures came. And then as soon, like I said before, when WCW was on TV, that's when we got all WCW toys, like all the toy biz stuff, like the smash and slam smash and crunch. We got all of that stuff. And I was like, yes, like wrestling toys. I can get this stuff. It's so, it's so weird. Do you think it would be the other way around where WWE has had such a bigger presence when WCW came around, but you know, it's like, I don't know, maybe there was just some sort of connection between New Zealand and WCW. Somebody worked there or, or something because you know, that's, that's a hike. I remember getting, I remember, my mom buying me the Steve Austin slammers. Okay. Like the, the first, the first uh, series, but we didn't get the rest of them. So like we didn't get Brett mankind. We didn't get any of that. Mm. We just got the one. <laughs> so I, I remember getting that, but that was about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so what do you collect now? I mean, you're in your room. We're on zoom right now. You're, you're in your, uh, you've showed this room several times in the major brothers group. Um, it seems like you kind of collect a little bit of everything. I mean, do you have like specific, like, 
guidelines for your collection or you just grab whatever you think is cool no matter what genre or era or what yeah i i grab whatever like i purely collect out of nostalgia like Mm -hmm. whatever i had as a kid i'll grab that so like just behind the camera like people can't see but behind the camera um i have my entire batman returns uh collection but i only had arctic batman and deep dive batman but I was like, I can't just buy two. Like, I have to buy the whole series. So I just bought the whole series. And I'm like, wow, I didn't have that when I was a kid. I didn't have that when I was a kid, but it looks cool. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I just purchased things that are just nostalgic. Like, like even though, like, this Hardy Boys, the people can't see, but this Hardy Boys one. Let's just pretend I they can see. Just pretend they can see. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the Elite Collection uh, two-pack. Ringside, the exclusive. Yeah. And, like... It just looks cool and it reminds me of like watching WWF back yeah. in the day, like yeah. when Hardy Boys just came on the scene. So I yeah. just I wanted that. So it's it's purely um, nostalgia, you know. I have a friends and family shelf. I have a collection that's just uh, Samoans, and then I have like a a whatever shelf, like a miscellaneous one. Oh, dude, let me see that Samoan shelf. That's a pretty cool idea. I've never oh, yeah. seen that <laughs> yeah. before. Yeah, so uh, it's just like a small. I need the new Umaga, but. Uh, yeah, but that's, oh, that's my awesome. summer on shelf, and that's the friends and family and uh, miscellaneous. Nice man. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. that's that's the really reason I started this podcast. I love seeing everyone's collection. I mean, I had Kyle Peterson on here last week. You know, he's in the Major Brothers group. He's got like nine thousand figures, and yeah. and it's just you know, I mean, it's like even sick to even try to think you can compare with that but you don't have to i mean everyone's collection is different i mean i collect certain things and you know there's things i see in the store that i think you know that umaga figure and those some of those new things coming out the aw figures are great i just don't have the room for it and i just need to you know i just have to you know kind of have to find a limit to where you go with but let's let's talk about those aw figures what uh what's been the uh the talk around the locker room with those and um i'm sure people are super psyched about them it's it's a pretty cool they've been getting like kind of better and better and more and more out there as, as i go to stores so i remember before the first series come came out we got our hands on the prototypes um in shit memphis for our memphis show mm-hmm. the prototypes the prototypes were there so we had the lucha lucha brothers prototypes we had the orange cassidy prototypes we had the mjf prototypes the jericho prototypes and it was like it was crazy to look at i'm like holy shit i knew it was a matter of time but man we've got toys coming out yes yeah. that's, that's crazy dude but um <laughs> i remember <laughs> i remember when we were getting like all this stuff put together I said, uh, I said, hey man, like to Jeff Jeffrey, I, he's the guy at Jazzwares. I said, dude, do we get the stuff for free? Like, can we get some free figures, man? Like, I would like some free stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, man, we'll get, we'll send everyone a promo pack. I'm like, everyone a promo pack, whatever, dude. And I never got it. Oh. <laughs> I, never got it. I never got series two. I never got anything. Oh man. I never got the bubbly. He promised me so much, and I didn't get it. Damn. But that's okay. <laughs> Okay. Wow, we'll talk to somebody about that. That's that's not right. Um, we know Joey <laughs> Janelle is a big figure collector. We've we've heard him talk about it. Anybody else in AEW dabble in the hobby that you know? Any any on screen folks? Oh, that's a good question. I know. I mean, you know, Alex Reynolds is in the group. Um, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, our VP of operations, Chris Harrington. Chris Harrington is uh he's a collector. Oh, cool. He coll- he has a very specific collection that he he has. He like just collects LJN stuff or stuff around that er- era, and he's a big FMW fan. 
<clears throat> so anything that's like close to FMW or like something that hits his nostalgia, mm-hmm. he'll collect that. Nice. But other than that, I don't think a lot. I mean, Sammy Guevara, but he's a Funko guy. Um, oh. But other than that, I don't think there's a lot of people who collect or that I know of anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what do you see from AEW this year and then going forward? Where do you see this brand expanding to? You don't have to get into any like you know behind the scenes plans or anything, but I mean we've seen such big growth from you guys in the in the first you know, year or two here. Um, what uh, just generally, what do you where, where do you see this brand going forward as, as the year changes here? Honestly, man, you'll be surprised at how little I know. Like I don't know a, a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but I know that. I know that a man. I know that a UK tour was planned. I know that we were meant to start West Coast stuff. Yeah, it's tough now. I mean, I'm sure a lot of stuff has gotten put on the the back burner. You know, with COVID. Bro, like before before COVID, I could have answered that question like 100 percent confidently. Like I know they were talking about West Coast before. Like we had the Vegas. We had Double or Nothing coming mm-hmm. up. We had mm-hmm. Vegas there. After Vegas, we were going to do West Coast, and but since the COVID hit, like I can't even tell you what we're going to do next month. Like, yeah. I can't even tell you what we're going to do in two months, but like the year, man, I have zero clue. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's after, tough. It's after revolution last year, they had the whole year planned and I could have told you like what we were going to do for that year. But like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, I, I just miss, I really miss going to to shows, you know, with my son. It's you know the best, but I also miss just watching them. I just feel like it it misses, you know, you miss that fan interaction. You miss the the crowd as much as you you know you could have a limited amount of people in there. It's just not the same, and it's to nobody's fault. You know, it's just uh, you guys and WWE are really doing the best that they can. Uh, hopefully, and hopefully something you know with this. I don't want to get too much into all the COVID bullshit, but uh, hopefully by this time next year we're living back to uh, close to normal and, and watching some live wrestling. Uh, yeah, man. DM, before we get you out of here, man, this is the last question. We we always ask everyone on the show this. Uh, what would your last meal be? You had one last meal you could eat and drink, whatever the hell you wanted. Uh, oh. What would it be? Right. It would be a 20-piece pack KFC uh, chicken uh, with 1.5 liter of Pepsi. Oh and my, my four large – yeah, 1.5 liter of Pepsi with my four large sides being coleslaw, potato gravy, and two large fries. Well, thanks, for, thanks for taking some time to think about that, man. You, uh... <laughs> that's what I want. I, I That's all I want. Oh, <laughs> K- KFC is like one of those things I forget. Like I forget how much I like fried chicken until I like – it's summertime and like we're going to pick something up and like – I forget. Last summer, my wife was like, "I don't think I've ever had KFC." I'm like, Dude. "What? What? Really? For real? You know, you know, it might be fast food, but it's you know, it's pretty quality, man. As far as yeah, like, man. there's some little mom and pop shops. I'm sure probably have, you know, more tender TLC in their chicken. But uh, I, I can always go down for. I could literally. I've said this on my old podcast. If I had the choice between steak and chicken for the rest of my life, I'd probably go chicken. Bro, I'd go chicken hands down. So much like, more. When we were do. when we were touring, when we were actually on the road. I had a goal of like, as soon as I touch down, I go to the hotel, drop my bags off. And then I would Google like fried chicken near me. And then if it was close, if they had those lime scooters, I just jump on a lime scooter and just <laughs> go to wherever it was just for one, get out of the house and to say uh, the hotel. And just to say that I, I toured wherever we were <laughs> and I, and I was a local for like 30 minutes, but, um, but yeah, I would just look for fried chicken spots wherever, wherever we were. Austin, Texas was the best. 
I don't I don't know if you have a Shake Shack near you, but Shake oh. Shack has the best chicken nuggets that you'll ever eat in your life. It sounds crazy. Really? Yeah, I know. One of my buddies ordered it, came over for like a football game and brought it from like Grubhub or something. And I was like, what is this? They have chicken there? And it, they yeah. were amazing. So uh, huh. keep that. It just yeah, a little you get a little nugget of uh, information being a guest on the show here today. So, uh, <laughs> Dion Ciccone, Frazier, thank you so much for joining us, man. We'll plug your social media outlets and obviously uh, all the AEW social media outlets. Best of luck to you, and thank you for taking some time with us, man. I could probably talk to you for another three four hours here, but I, I don't want to take up too much of your time on a Friday here. You're good, man. Do you want to keep talking? We can go. Yeah, sure. I mean, sure, man. What What do you want to talk? Give me, give me like, uh, give me some newer figures that you have uh, over the last couple of years that you like, because you're always you're always selling and wheeling and dealing in the groups. What uh, What have been like? What are your like? I guess we can do this. What are like? If you there was a fire in your house, and hopefully this doesn't happen, but you know, what What are you grabbing? What's like the things that mean the most to you in that room? Oh, dude, are you for real right now? What would I grab? Oh, shit. Honestly, out of probably all of this stuff. I would, as stupid as it sounds, and it's not a toy, but it's uh, it's got some nostalgic vibes to me. It's this Bullet Club towel. Really? This bullet, yeah, this bullet, as weird and as stupid as it sounds, this Bullet Club towel was given to me as a gift from Tamatonga, and uh, the, the Tongans have been always super nice to me, and they've been super accommodating, and Fale has a school, uh, sorry, Bad Luck Fale has a school in uh, New Zealand, and when I was with that supplement company, my job as the community manager, uh, I uh, he has a dojo and he's got his students there. So I said to Fale, I was like, hey, dude, what if we did something like I'll hook up all of your entire students with free supplements, free clothes and like just free stuff. So they don't have to worry about like all they have to worry about is their food like they don't have to worry about clothes they don't have to worry about nutrients i've got them all and and he was super appreciative of that and which was funny i when we went back to new zealand and we went to go visit his dojo uh my wife and i well my wife doesn't know anything about wrestling yeah. right so uh he's got this big merch wall and he said to Fale and i he's uh, so he said to uh, my wife and i Fale is like whatever you want on that merch wall take it like what for real it's like yeah whatever you want you just take whatever you want so i'm just trying to be nice i take a t-shirt and my (laughs) wife takes a tank top oh my gosh she's like like, no yeah and he's like no 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 you take you take this t-shirt you take the young bucks long sleeve you take this there's a new japan like a exclusive exclusive new zealand t-shirt you take this and 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 he has one of the young boy satin jackets that are like worth $200 New Zealand. He's like, you take uh, two of these and get you one for what your wife. I'm like, my Jeez. wife isn't going to fucking wear this. Dude. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you don't, you never know. She might need it. She's only <laughs> worn it once. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's, and it's just been in the wardrobe and I actually tried to sell it. I said to my wife, I'm like, do you even want this? I'm yeah. like, it's just a nice thing to have because t- as real names took that Tooks gave it to us and I'm like yeah but you don't wear it <laughs> but uh but yeah out of being as weird as it sounds this this towel is the thing that i would i would want to take it sounds so stupid everything else in here can burn <laughs> i like that uh batman i mean i remember having those batman returns figures that's like and then i i that's the thing i hear like something like that like oh man i need to get those now because i had those as a kid i remember playing with those for 
hours when that movie came out and i like came out like around christmas time i remember going to the movie theater to see it well dude i never even i've never seen batman returns my mom just my mom just got it for me because i she was like oh you like batman and i'm like okay i like batman (laughs) so she bought me everything batman so i've yeah i remember playing with arctic batman like taking him into the bath with me because like you know he's he's cold or whatever but the deep sea one i would put him in the snow the snorkel thing and he would go underwater and And you've never gone back and watched the movie never seen it to this day oh my god man i mean it's not it's not like an oscar-winning movie but it was you know pretty good you know yeah Yeah. it would make sense for me to have it like the collection yeah 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 just never had it but who's your all-time do you have like a collection of like your all-time one favorite wrestler or who is your like all-time favorite like if you had to say it's hard brit hot hands down my 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 favorite wrestler i watched him like religiously and um uh, Brett was number one, Dean Malenko number two, and uh, a combination of like there's a tag team, but I'll count them both. Was the I only knew them as the Brainbusters, the Tully and Arn. I okay. didn't know them as the Four Horsemen. I didn't know they came from a different promotion or, or anything like that. But I knew them as the Brainbusters. And my boss, <laughs> my I tried to keep it a secret, but like I'm a fan of Dean. I'm a fan of Arn. I'm a fan of Tully. Tully. And my boss was like, Dean Malenko is your favorite wrestler, right? I'm like, dude, why would you fucking say it? He's like, right there. And he looks at me and he's like, oh, that's unfortunate, kid. (laughs) (laughs) It is like, you know, it's not like you work for a wrestling company, so obviously you're going to be a fan of the business. But, yeah, you don't want someone to call you out on that. Like, you know, you seem like a a fangirl or something, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I still remember, like – being in a in an uber dean malenko and i shared an uber from the uh, the airport to the hotel for full gear and he was just telling me all these like road stories oh my gosh i, I was non-stop and i'm like holy shit i can't believe i'm hearing all these cool stories like most of them are dumb but like they're just stories from his period when he was an active wrestler yeah. and he told me this weird story one time about uh, this he didn't name the guy, but he said when they were staying at a hotel in a Marriott during WCW time, uh, this guy would get points. He would want hotel points no matter what it was. So this guy would just take rent. He would just shit in a hotel carpet like on the floor, and then he would ring downstairs and go like, "Hey, there's a random piece of shit in here. Like, what? This is uncalled for. This is not the service that I was expecting." And then he would say, like, I, I want hotel points. I want extra nights. Like, I need oh to be upgraded. Oh, man. Really? And he didn't want to name him, and I didn't want to pry, but I was like, oh, man. That's, oh, man. that's that disgusting mo- and smart at the same time. That was definitely Mongo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what else to ask you, man. I mean, I, I, that, that was my whole list. Of, I, mean, I could probably, you know, off the top of the dome, come up with some stuff. I mean... Yeah, it's if you want to end it, brother, we can end it. No, but like, man. <laughs> uh, what's it, like when you were a kid? What was like your? I well, I when you were watching WCW was Bret Hart. Like, was that when he was with uh, WCW? Okay, That's you're, you're a little bit younger jumped. than me. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, he just jumped ship. Like he just came over from WWF to WCW, and I was pumped. That was the first time that I realized that like, like there, there's like a, a war. You know, like that makes sense. Like yeah. I watched WWF for WWF and I watched WCW for WCW. But then when I would see like 
uh, Bischoff taunting Vince McMahon. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> the crossing of the lines. Like, what's going on here? What the hell? And yeah. when Brett came over, I'm like, whoa, so this is all real. This is crazy. And but um, but yeah, that yeah, that was very, very uh, crazy for me as a fan anyway. Yeah, one of the I, I don't know if you listen to our, our Vantage Point. It's a great uh, like old school podcast. They go through like old like shows and talk about it. they were talking about this week about how bret hart and wcw just didn't get like you know, it could have been so great i mean he had some really good matches but they were all like on i think when he came in he just went right into a program with flair and, and did some cool stuff with benoit um mm-hmm. but and it, it was a champion like once i think he was a u.s champion for a little bit it just wasn't like when i i mean when i was a kid when i first got into wrestling is when he was like took over for hogan was like the man so like and he had some great stuff in 96 and 97 as a heel and like then just going to wcw i'm like oh man it's like just wasn't the same they had so many guys on top you know the nwo was just what it was so he was like kind of on the back burner um yeah and i feel like wrestling as well was just it was it was changing but like i don't know how it was changing but the vibe of wcw was changing specifically and there was a lot of just weird things from a fan's point of view like Brett just wasn't he couldn't fit anywhere like he just couldn't fit yeah as a pure wrestler that he was he almost had to do something silly to get over but but <clears throat> i don't know man i have wrestling. a i have a book i'll probably send you it's because if you're a wcw guy it's like the death of wcw uh and it just talks about like all the crit like how much they were on top and how much money they were making and then like decision after decision of bat like they would travel with like 80 90 people to every show like all the guys would travel and they'd pay for them all to go. And then they would use like 25 of them on, on nitro or something like just crazy, you know, just like spending millions of dollars of like, I think Virgil, when he came over, he was getting like $900,000 a year and he just stood there. Like he didn't even wrestle. He just stood behind, like when they were all in the ring, when NWO was all in the ring, it's just, you know, it's just crazy. So, uh, but yeah, that, that, uh, that's a story for another day, man. Thank you, Dion, for joining me, dude. I uh, yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll talk again at some point. We'll maybe maybe talk about maybe we'll do a full like recap of like the best Samoan figures. That'd be pretty cool. I'm 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 down <laughs> with that. Oh, I'm so down for that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate this time. Thank you so much for our buddy Dion Ciccone Frazier from AEW, their social media coordinator over there, and uh, all around good dude. A uh, huge collector of figures. Uh, next time, I would love to do an, a whole episode with him. Maybe like the, the history of those Samoan figures because it uh, fits into his heritage. And, and just uh, there's so many great ones from, from all toy lines. So uh, you can follow him on Instagram. Uh, the best place to do that, he is D-I-O-N-S-E-K-O-N-E. And, of course, he runs the At All Elite Wrestling account on all social outlets uh, give him a follow he does some great work there cool getting uh behind the scenes stories on on how he does that the the brody lee stuff the stories the wcw the batman returns talking fried chicken man great interview give him a follow uh listen to our first episode uh with our buddy kyle peterson uh he had uh, a great interview with him he was my debut episode and uh if you missed it earlier in the week i did my top 10 wrestling figures of 2021 um i'm gonna do those every once in a while 
they're not going to be interview episodes. They're going to be kind of like, you know, if Ringside drops some new stuff on their site, some pre-orders, or if, uh, you know, Toy Fair happens, Major Brothers announced something, uh, whatever, I can jump on uh, with this uh, Anchor service that we're using, Anchor Podcasts, and I can record something right from my phone, get it up onto iTunes and Spotify and, and SoundCloud and all that stuff really quick. Uh, so it'd be cool. So I'll give you guys something 20, 30 minutes to listen to uh, on your way home from work. Um, and it'll be very timely. You don't have to wait like four or five days to hear about something that gets announced. So um, got some cool interviews coming up. And those those uh, those episodes, non-interview, are going to be called House Shows. Uh, our buddy Zach Egolf came up with that. I love that. We're going to come up with some graphics for that. Um, but uh, we're going to do the, the interview things every every week, hopefully every week. Let's let's plan for every week. Hold me accountable to it. I like to drop these every Tuesday. It seems like a day where there's not too many podcasts coming out, and it would fit my schedule uh, preferably the best. Um, and uh, if you guys listening want to uh, join the Fig Cave, you can do that at uh, www.thefigcave.com. It takes you to our Facebook group. Uh, we have 226 or seven, 227 folks in the group, uh, buying and selling and trading toys. I'm going to send Dion an invite, uh, because he, uh, is a, a great person to have in there. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool community. It's free to join. And, um, you know, we talk wrestling, we interact all day, every day during the night, you know, whenever our wives fall asleep on the couch at eight 30 and you got nothing else to do, uh, we're in there talking figures. So, uh, definitely join up. And if you have someone that you think would be a great guest on the show, you know, hit me up a, a podcaster or a writer, or someone who does figure photography. I have a big long list of potential guests coming up over the weeks and months to come. Uh, so I have no uh, short supply of ideas, but I want to hear from you guys too. Um, and thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at the fig cave is the best place to do it there. And it's cave fig on Twitter uh, is the best place to reach us on social media. So, all right, for now, folks, thank you for listening to The Fig Cave. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for rating us on iTunes. Uh, thanks for all the kind wor- words. A lot of people have slipped into the uh, the DMs uh, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, and talked about how happy they are to have me back doing a podcast, and I can't tell you how happy I am. So uh, thank you. Enjoy 2021, and um, check back here on the feed next week for a new episode. Stay classy. <laughs>